everybody that's called Manhorn. This is Benjamin Wednesday. This is Jerry, co driver of the Death Monster Truck. This is David Smith with King Crunch. Hey, this is Darren Basil. Hey, this is Mark Shreya, the driver of the Devastator Monster Truck. Gary Shunt Jr. Hey, this is Barry Moose and you're listening to allmonster.com Beyond the Land. A picture or a video may be worth a thousand words, but sometimes bigger stories not always told. We are a program dedicated to telling you those stories with analysts and opinions from those that go beyond the lens. We are allmonster.com Beyond the Lens. Hello and welcome to our post-Memorial Day weekend edition of Beyond the Lens. This week I am joined by Dustin Hart near the home of Gravedigger in Nags Head, North Carolina, as well as Hollywood Ed Horman near the home of Bigfoot in O'Fallon, Missouri. And guys, it was another wonderful weekend of Monster Trucks. We had the big show in Derby, United Kingdom at the Pride Park Stadium, May 28th and 29th. And uh, if we had to sub this event up in two words, it would be Charlie Pawkin. He took three of the four victories on the weekend. And the only thing that he missed out on was a racing victory on Sunday evening where uh, Spider-Man with Dana Creech behind the wheel took a victory. Guys, what were your impressions of this event? There are a ton of storylines we're going to discuss here. Well, I think one of the biggest stories we have here is uh, Traxxas getting more involvement in Monster Jam as we see another one of their brand names arrive on the side of a monster truck. We saw the brand new debut of the Traxxas Emax body driven by Dustin Brown this weekend in Derby. And uh, not only is it a great-looking piece, but Dustin Brown did a fine job in driving the truck this weekend. Another interesting note I want to bring up is uh, Barry Musauer, a close friend of the show here. He was uh, driving Otoro Loco, and Saturday he was actually unable to freestyle. He had some mechanical problems, but came back Sunday and did a heck of a freestyle, so that was good to see from him. Definitely interesting to see the good mix of drivers that we had. Uh, Charles Benz comes to mind as well. Uh, Dana Creech, Barry Musauer. Uh, as guys in the group of, uh, you know, have a little bit of experience, but not a lot. It was probably good for them to get seat time. Uh, as you mentioned, Barry struggled with a few electrical gremlins. Uh, Mutt Rottweiler had a, had a couple solid runs going on, not too bad. And uh, Dana Creech, of course, looking smooth one in racing. Um, Dustin was mentioning just before we started uh, doing the show here, we were checking out the final round of racing on Sunday, and uh, it was Spider-Man against Disney XD with veteran seat Dan Evans. Uh, why don't you tell us about that a little bit? Well, uh, both of them ran pretty smooth there in the final round. The turns were a little slick out there. They were sliding around just a little bit, but Dana Creech was able to reel it in and uh, pull off the victory and closed out his uh, his winning race there with a massive launch over the uh, final dirt jump there. Uh, rebounded the truck, put it up on two wheels, and was able to save it, and then Went into a bit of a mini freestyle. He didn't hold back at all. You could tell he was excited to get the win backside in the freestyle motocross hill there. And, uh, you know, good thing for Dana Creech. I mean, it really, you know, he's always been strong and competitive. But as far as I know, this is one of his first stadium uh, stadium racing victories. Yeah, and you almost said freestyle there. And that's what he's been known for uh, since he's come into the sport is not holding back uh, in his freestyle runs. So I was I got to admit I was a little surprised to see him take a racing victory. Uh he's no stranger to to racing and and throttle rhythm and stuff with his background in, you know, the ATVs, but uh still a little bit surprising to see this lineup and uh, Dana Creech come out on top. So congratulations to him. Uh, another point I wanted to touch on before we got to Charlie Pawkin was uh his rival of the weekend, uh Tom Minson Maximum Destruction. 
anytime that the Maximum Destruction team doesn't go home with a victory on the weekend, Tom Mintz usually views that as a disappointment. And uh, you could tell from the videos that I watched, he didn't look comfortable in Craig Christensen's CRD chassis. And uh, that was sort of a letdown. I was interested to see how he adjusted to that chassis. And uh, I didn't I didn't think he was quite quite comfortable behind the wheel would you guys agree with that i definitely would agree with that robbie uh you know we were all watching the video before the show and uh, i commented that it definitely looks like the turns he seemed something was wrong the momentum in between each jump just wasn't there he uh you know the way he usually sets jumps up and everything just wasn't there he definitely didn't seem comfortable and it was uh interesting definitely to note that experience and to see if he ever decides to jump behind a wheel of a crd chassis again well it's such a drastic transition to go from from the way that tom Bentz has traditionally had his truck set up to the way that craig christensen's you know maximum destruction is set up i mean that was a big story when we were coming into this season was that craig christensen was going against the norm with everybody else on the team and having a crd chassis with all nitrogen suspension you know the truck is handled completely different from all the others. Uh, Tom hasn't had that much time, you know, behind the wheel of a CRD. He drove uh, the Monster Mutt Rottweiler in the Encore with the maximum destruction shell. But, I mean, that was still only a few jumps there. And then, you know, as far as driving any other chassis, I mean, it's been a long time since Tom Mentz has driven anything other than, you know, his traditional style setup. You know, he drove Patrick Chassis during the Europe Tour a few years back, but, you know, it's been a long time. He's never really enjoyed driving that style of truck. You know, he was never a big fan of the Patrick Chassis whenever it went over to Europe before. And, uh, you know, it seems like he's still not finding his comfort level with that CRD chassis. But, you know, I think if you give Tom Mentz a little bit of time, if he ends up in that chassis for the rest of the Europe show, for the rest of the Europe shows, you know, He'll find a way to make it work. It's just a, you know, it's a little bit of a learning curve, a little bit of a learning experience. You go from something that you've been used to for so many years to something that's so drastically different. There's a little bit of time there that's necessary to adapt to that style of chassis, but I think that, uh, you know, it's Tom Mintz. You give him a little bit of time. He'll reel it in. He'll figure it out. And it's funny. We actually have a couple things to talk about after Tom. Uh, he, he did end up with a second place finish in freestyle, so... Tough to make that transition, as Dustin already pointed out so so well. Uh, but it was a gravedigger weekend. Charlie Pawkin, just complete dominance. I don't even know the words to describe his freestyles. Uh, just another hands-down Charlie Pawkin victory, similar to the one he had at World Finals and uh, in Monster Mutt. You know, just tremendous freestyles by Charlie Pawkin. You can see it all over uh, our YouTube channel. Uh, all of the stuff that we've talked about actually has been able to get liked or favorited on our YouTube, so be able to check that out, uh, All Monster Videos on YouTube. And uh, just happened to be popping over to Facebook real quick, and Frank Kremel posted on uh, Charlie's wall, Charlie, I say this in the nicest way possible, no longer do you entertain me, you stun me. Nice work in Derby. And that pretty much sums it up. Uh, just tremendous saves, tremendous slap wheelies, combos. I don't know how that truck stayed together as long as it did, but Charlie made it work. What are your thoughts on Gravedigger this weekend, guys? Uh, <clears throat> I'll go real quick. Definitely, Charlie Pawkin is now becoming one of the the best freestylers, you know, that we've ever seen 
and uh, the, the performance he did this weekend pretty much shows it. Uh, I was able to see him live in Indy, and after that performance, I, he blew me away. And uh, seeing you know this this performance here on YouTube both nights is just it's incredible what he can do with the truck, the control that he has over the truck. Um, you know how the truck stays together, I'll never know. And as Frank pointed out, man, that he's just amazing, uh, Charlie. And I, I you know I think he's one of the maybe the best freestyler I've ever seen. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Frank Kreml there because we know we both know that Frank Kreml has spent quite a bit of time paired up with Charlie Pockin. I mean, even our and Robbie Hot spent some time paired up with Charlie Pockin and Frank Kreml for a first quarter. So that coming from Frank is saying something. The dude's seen a lot of wild moments coming from Charlie Pockin over the years, and uh, his freestyle run on Saturday was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, some of the stuff that truck was just driving out of and pulling off is just absolutely unreal. Uh, nobody else out there freestyles like Charlie Pocket. They can try and do, you know, some of his moves and how he makes that truck slap wheelie like nobody else can, but it just nothing else compares. When Charlie Pocket is at 110%, nobody's touching Charlie Pocket. That was just uh, that was a phenomenal run. And then Sunday was just another blistering performance there. You know, Chucky has got it he just had it going on this weekend, and, I mean, there's nobody else out there that runs like him. I mean, doing those slap wheelie combinations where he rides the wheelie out into another obstacle. I mean, I've seen, you know, how bad that can fail with his accident that he had a few years back in Saluda, Virginia, driving Escalade. It takes some guts to go out there and attack some of those jumps like that. And, uh, you know, he doesn't back down. Charlie Parkin, you know, just a dominant freestyle performance all weekend long. With Charlie, it's either in or out, and that's the way that he sort of puts it to me. I, I was asking him about uh, things like Saluda and, uh, you know, slap wheelies and things like that because he has those on lock. I said, Charlie, how do you do those so differently than everybody else? How do you get so many of them? And he says, it's all about commitment. If you are committed to the, to the wheelie, then you're going to stand in it and you're going to put your foot in it as hard as you can. And it's obvious that he does that. If you watch his runs this weekend, if you watch uh, and, and listen even, you know, a big part of Charlie Pawkins' freestyle is the throttle input. You know, people use that term throttle rhythm a lot. He does have a rhythm to what he does, but there is perfect timing when he sets a truck up for a slap wheelie. It's beautiful. It's a great thing to see. And he was a hands-down winner in Derby. Great to see that, and uh, congratulations to him. You'll be able to check out his website soon, charliepawkin.com, for all the updates. And uh, we're going to try to get a word with Charlie. Uh, he is a busy man this week, though, because he is going to be headed straight from Derby, basically, to Philadelphia for the big Monster Jam coming up this weekend at Lincoln Financial Field. And he will be taking the wheel of Dennis Anderson's Grave Digger 20. So that's going to be an interesting combination. Charlie's proven in the past that he can drive almost any truck in any situation anywhere. And uh, this will be another test and another big adjustment, as we spoke about with Mintz. Definitely an interesting thing to see there. Now we're going to switch gears a little bit and go right into our discussion that we previewed last week with the social media aspect of monster trucks and uh, what we see around the industry right now with social media. And guys, we're going to let you take this right away. What are your thoughts in what you see on Facebook, Twitter, websites, the Internet in general, YouTube? There's a ton of stuff going on. Are we missing some opportunities here with some sites and some teams? Or what do you guys see out there right now with social media that you like and that you don't like? 
I definitely think there's a few teams out there that get this social media and grasp it as a whole. Uh, I'm going to use Bigfoot as an example. They're really good with their Facebook page. They give you updates of pictures. They tell you who's winning. You know, you can ask them a question, and they'll be more than glad to answer it. Uh, that's something I think a lot of teams are going to start embracing here soon. I actually compliment the Bigfoot team for doing that because it's actually kicked other people into gear and to start doing this. You know, they just they have a Twitter page too and stuff like that. But they're so interacting with their fans with the Facebook page that it's awesome to see because you can ask them a question. Oh, who's going to be driving this truck where and get your answer as opposed to you know waiting for an email from somebody. You know, weeks weeks later you finally get an answer or something like that. The, the social media aspect, I think, is going to be really big in the industry in the coming years, you know, with your Facebooks, your Twitters, or whatever may be next. You know, even the podcast is, is social media now. You know, I don't know what's going to be the next big thing, but I hope that, that the teams start grasping the social media aspect and really take it by the uh, uh, horns and run with it. Well, yes, yeah, so I think the Bigfoot camp has done a phenomenal job in embracing social media. It seems like that was a team that were was kind of criticized for not being up with today you know they weren't on the cutting edge as much as they used to be they weren't you know with you know the latest developments in the monster truck world well they've been on it with social media you know they're on top of their things you can go on their you know the facebook page as you said earlier and see updates almost daily uh you know whether it's something going on in the shop or just some some you know little things maybe something amusing you know there's always everybody loves to see when larry swims up to something goofy around the shop um you know, but they have done a phenomenal job in embracing social media and really providing the fans with something different, something unique, you know, to where the fans feel like they can be interacting with the drivers and with the team and be able to, you know, communicate back and forth regularly. I mean, I, I, social media has really shown just how many people enjoy monster truck racing in general. You go on the Monster Jam Facebook page right now, and there are 105,610 likes of the Monster Jam Facebook page, you know, as of us recording this right now. And I mean, that is just a staggering number. That's, you know, a full stadium full. And I guarantee you that if, you know, you put a little more effort into it and you put it out there a little bit more, that number grows and it'll continue to grow by the day as the sport expands internationally. Dustin, you bring up a great point about the expansion of the sport coinciding with the expansion of social media and uh, social media, I think, is lagging a little behind for some teams. Uh, if you look at, for example, if you look at the uh, the first world finals as opposed to what we're doing now with the trucks, it's night and day. And uh, if you look at the the websites for all the trucks and the, and you know, including allmonster.com, you know, everything has progressed to a point where now, instead of the only news you hear about monster trucks being at shows, there is a lot more between. There is. There are message boards, there's Twitter pages, there's driver pages, there's all sorts of stuff. If you're a monster truck fan, then you can get plugged in no matter where you're at, no matter if you're at a show or if you're, at a, if you're not at a show. There is a way to follow monster truck racing on a daily basis and something new is happening every day. And that used to not be the case. That's the biggest thing now is you, can, you have a full following and you can become a full-fledged fan of the sport. There's a ton of, of information. It's a huge, huge book of knowledge now, and it's being rewritten every day due to the social media aspect. There needs to be more of this. I agree 100%. You know, and I feel like where we can take social media as far as it goes in this sport and expand it is we look outwards to other forms of motorsports. 
when I look around and I see what, you know, is being done with the Supercross series and how, you know, Supercross, when you go on Felt Motorsports' YouTube page, you know, there's interviews and driver updates and stories and stuff like that going on and, you know, information about the track during the weekend of the event. And I know it's a little bit difficult with Monster Jam and that we have multiple events going on around the country. It's hard to designate just one event as being maybe, you know, one you cover for the weekend or whatever. But just being able to have, you know, a little something from an event, you know, maybe just a couple of quick YouTube clips, you know, from the event that, you know, within a reasonable amount of time, you know, something that would be interesting to look to. Um, you know, look at short course off-road racing. Robbie, you had a chance to go up to Red Bud for uh, Thursday while they were hoping to get practice done at the Torque Series race this weekend. And uh, you look around at those guys, you know, they're on the cutting edge of technology. You, it's not uncommon to see those guys out there with film crews and photographers in order to, you know, have their own media presence and be able to provide their sponsors and all of their needs as far as media goes. And uh, that's something to look to, I think, in the future. You definitely took the words right out of my mouth. I got a few more to add in there now. Um, I was at the Torque Series race in uh, Redbud up in Michigan. Uh, John Zimmer, the Amsoil Shock Therapy, was on display there for Amsoil, obviously, and uh, as was Mark Hall in Raminator. And so they had a presence there. They felt that was important to be there. Um, I got an opportunity to walk around with Zimmer to a few of the Amsoil tents, and uh, Chad Horde's crew was in there uh, for the Amsoil uh torque series truck there and and he has a fantastic social media program um i actually overheard a few of their the crew people the uh, friends and family there sitting down and they were discussing you know yeah i already tweeted once today and i i did a facebook page and you know we have a youtube channel for both chad horde and for the for the series we have all this stuff going on and that just happened in passing so it's got to be happening much more than, than, you know, just hearing this in passing. I think it's fantastic. Uh, you know, this is a good model to follow. And, uh, you know, the social media thing has influenced us at All Monster. I know that much. We've got a lot of surprising, exciting things coming. And, uh, you know, this social media thing is not going away. It started off more so with the mainstream sports, and now it's come up with, with the motorsports. Everybody's got a Facebook. Everybody's got a Twitter. Uh, we just actually opened up a second Facebook account for the website, just go up to your search bar on Facebook and type in allmonster.com, and you'll see that in addition to our allmonster.com on track page. So things are expanded for everybody. <laughs> Rob, you actually took the word right out of my mouth. I was going to talk about the new uh, Facebook page that we just launched. And, uh, you know, like you were saying, everyone is really going to jump into this social media thing. And really I think why it's being so big, the social media, is the fact that, you know, you can you see your news breaking the second that it happens. You don't have to sit there and wait for someone else to break the news. You can break the news yourself. You can actually talk to the source themselves to see what happened, what didn't happen. And that's the interesting part about this. And that's what I really like about the social aspect of, uh, you know, where we're going with this and how close we're going to be able to come to talking to drivers, get the information information from the source and not getting it secondhand like we uh, used to be getting you know a few years back that is indeed what we created allmonster.com for was to get stuff straight from the source you know sometimes you have to go through different channels to be able to talk to this driver that driver this team that team uh, with all the people that we've worked for it's been tremendous but uh, not everybody has that opportunity if you call it, you want to say use the term average fans I guess that applies here 
but uh, th- those that attend attend events and uh, aren't lucky enough to to get behind the scenes and talk to their favorite drivers will definitely feel more plugged in if they can get on Twitter or Facebook and ask them a question and get a response. Uh, you know, Charlie Parkin is an example. You know, the the guy of the weekend here from Derby. Uh, you know, just mentions about you know heading over there and he'll have 20 comments on his profile right away every time he logs in. He has several requests for friends and pages and all sorts of stuff. So it just absolutely envelopes uh, everybody. And I think it's a tremendous thing. I'd like to see more drivers using Twitter. I'd like to see more drivers using Facebook. Uh, it's growing slowly, but uh, you know, it's time to really, really tap into that. I think that we're, they're missing something here. It's free publicity guys. Come on. You know, as you mentioned, you want to see more drivers and stuff, get Facebook and Twitter pages. I'd like to see more promoters and promotions, get Twitter and Facebook pages to give us, you know, live results up to the minute results and stuff like that. To me personally, that's going to be the next big thing is, uh, we're going to get up to the minute results as it happens round by round. Uh, you know, maybe we talked about, you know, the video stuff and I'm not going to get into that now. But, you know, the the Twitter pages for their promotions and stuff like that, that's what I think a lot of promoters need to do. Agreed 100%. Any other thoughts on social media, guys? What are uh, What's burning for you guys right now? What do you think the future of this thing is going to be? I think there's a lot to be ho- – <clears throat> I think there's a lot to come from social media involved with monster truck racing. I think the thing that's always struck me as great about monster truck racing is, you know, the connectivity and the interaction with fans. It's just another means in which monster truck drivers have embraced their fans and are continuing to try and provide them with a unique experience, something that's you don't find in other motorsports. You know, nobody else in any form of motorsports I've seen are as open to their fans as monster truck drivers. I mean, and social media is taking off. I mean, we've seen where Ryan Anderson's personal Facebook page maxed out on his friends limit at 5,000. Um, we're seeing drivers now. Ever, you know, regularly now getting their own Facebook pages as well as teams starting them for their own, you know, for their, you know, whether it be just a truck or their multi-truck operation, et cetera. Um, you know, there's a lot of things to come from f- social media and I'm sure to see, I'm sure that, you know, all the various promotions and people on the inside of the sport are taking notice. I know in speaking to Andrew Palachko last summer, he was working on an idea of his to be able to send out results of, from the event pretty much as they happen, as live, to be able to work out a system where as soon as the race is called, it's able to send out an update with who the winner was, who was you know second place, et cetera, et cetera. And I think being able to get up to the, up to the minute, you know, constant updates about what's going on in the industry, I think that's the future. Dustin, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I'm going to have to agree with everything you said there. And, you know, the way the social media works is it's just so awesome that we're able to, you know, get things up to the minute. You know, we don't have to wait for this person to break the story or things like that. We could find out the information as it happens. We could find out the good news, the bad news, any news that we, we can, you know, that we were able to find out. We can find out by the, the social media and, you know, being able to interact with the drivers, the crew members, the promotion, promoters and promotions like that is just an awesome experience. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what, what all comes from this. Points all around. Please let us know what you think about social media via our social media. Check us out on Facebook. Be sure to go to allmonster.com on Facebook. Got a brand new page there, a lot of exciting things. Put up a few photos today, and there will be much more to come from there. Be sure to let us know what you think of social media in the sport of monster truck racing. Now, we mentioned Bigfoot in the social media discussion as being one of the leaders now 
in getting things going on that end. Uh, they will be having an open house coming up here soon, and uh, Ed will be attending as well as some other people. Let us know about that, Ed. Yeah, June 4th, uh, Bigfoot's going to have their open house. Myself, Chris Kalen, Josh Rhodes will be there from All Monster, and uh, we're going to be on the side doing some RC demonstrations for everybody out there. Uh, I think they have two crushes planned. I'm not sure who the driver is of that or how many trucks they're going to do, but uh, it's going to be an open house. Come out and see all the trucks they have there. Uh, meet some of the Bigfoot family, and uh, you know, never you never know who else might be there. Excellent. Now, we wanted to uh, close the show on sort of a somber note today. Uh, the first thing and uh, foremost is we want to send a fat rest in peace to uh, Brandon Pugh, the crew chief for the Bad Habit Monster Truck. He passed away this past weekend on, uh, you know, in unfavorable circumstances, obviously. We want to just send our best wishes to Brandon and uh, the whole Bad Habit family. Uh, if anybody uh, wants to send their wishes to uh, Joe Sylvester, Brandon Fuse family, feel free to do that. And uh, we wish you guys the best and, uh, you know, hope things go the best they can for you, everybody. And that's it for another exciting edition of AllMonster.com's Beyond the Lens. On behalf of Robbie Hott and Dustin Hart, we'll see you here next week. Bye. And that's it for this edition of the AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. On behalf of everyone here at the show, please tune in next time and thank you.